This podcast was recorded and produced on the lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. Blackbirds acknowledges and pays respects to First Nations elders past and present. We are living and working on stolen land and sovereignty was never ceded. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. No offence, but... No offence, but you guys suck. No offence though, like no offence. Great Britain has now become Snowflake Central. No, 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 no. Oh my god. Look, no offence, but... Oh my god! Oh. No, I'm not proud of that. One Very day I came a vegan sausage rolls calm down. What the fuck is going on? Kia ora e no mai, haere mai, uh, no offence, but... Hello friend, welcome to No Offence, but... A Blackbirds podcast. My name is Aisha. I am the host of this podcast and the artistic director of Blackbirds. And after a long needed break and a long break, I'm very happy to be back with season three of the podcast. This season, we will be joined by more creatives of colour, musicians, DJs, writers, actors, visual artists, business owners, models, more, more and more, sharing their experiences and their stories. We'll be joined by new guests, old guests, we'll be dissecting pop culture and laughing about bad dates and DMs and pretty much anything else we can think of. So make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast so that you know exactly when a new episode drops. Considering this is our first episode back for 2021, I thought I would share my New Year's resolutions. Well, I guess actually I don't really have resolutions. I love the symbolism of a new year and a new beginning, a new month, a new moon. The list goes on. But I find for myself I like to focus on a variety of short-term goals throughout the year as I just find they help keep me on track. They help me stay motivated when they're shorter and they're more manageable for my brain, for my life, for the changes that can happen and really throw you off track. In saying that, I do have an intention for the year and that is, drum roll please, that didn't sound like a drum roll at all, Uh, but my intention for the year is to not have a nervous breakdown. And I feel like I've worded that intention incorrectly because I think you're supposed to, with an intention, use positive words so not say not but say I something like I intend to create a balanced and sustainable lifestyle for my emotional and mental well-being something like that but yeah you get the drift so that is the biggest one for me I really do overcommit myself and I just need to enjoy moments of stillness a bit more and accept moments of stillness and invite moments of stillness because I really don't want to have a nervous breakdown again shout out to nervous breakdowns and I hope that anyone listening that you do not also have a nervous breakdown this year because it's just really not fun and the world's already hectic enough so my short-term goals for the month of February at least I'll do the month of February since we're in February 3rd of Feb time of recording Firstly, it's to release at least one podcast episode a week. So doable. Committing to it right here, right now. You are all my witnesses. The second goal is to do 10,000 steps per day, a minimum. I'm really trying not to use my car as much, walk more, enjoy the environment around me. And yeah, it is nice walking. I like walking. I find it a big stress relief. So 10,000 steps a day. And 
And I did have another one and wow, I've already forgotten it. I will let you know if it comes back to me. 10,000 Steps podcast. Maybe it was those two. I think they'll keep me occupied enough anyway. Yeah. Yep, that's him. Um, yeah, so I thought in this episode I would do a little recap of my holiday highlights. I mean, yeah, I guess I didn't really go on a holiday. I went to back to Brisbane, Mianjin, where I grew up, where my grandparents, my mum live. Um, I was there for about six weeks over Christmas. I think I got there early December and I came back to Sid a couple of weeks ago now. Um But it was very relaxing. I always am so relaxed when I'm back home. It was really nice to be home because I hadn't been there for probably like six or seven months, which was the longest I'd gone without seeing my mum ever. So, yeah, that was really nice to be back and just chill. Stayed with my grandparents, watched a bunch of TV shows, listened to a bunch of podcasts, did a bunch of walking, reading, you name it. Just chilled. It was really, really nice. And I thought I would share some of the things, content I consumed that I was super into, news stories that wigged me out and things I did that you might be interested in. So TV content, Four Weddings and a Funeral on Stan. It's a TV show. It is an English adaptation or an American English adaptation of the movie, but it is it's set in 2019-2020 and it stars Natalie Emmanuel, who is the super beautiful woman from Game of Thrones who started off as one of the handmaids, servants of the one with the long blonde hair. I'm really sorry. I have only watched Game of Thrones for like one season when it came out. The one Amelia Clark's servant, slave girl, I'm not sure. Anyway, she is in it. She's really great. She actually looks a bit like Meghan Markle. Sue me. I think she does. Also in it, just really unexpectedly towards the end, is Dermot Mulroney, who you may remember as that older kind of silver foxy dude with a little scar on his lip. And he's in My Best Friend's Wedding. He's one of those actors that you always look at and you know his face, but you can never remember his name. I'm here to tell you his name is Dermot Mulroney. Why I loved it, uh, it was very topical. Like there was a lot of references to things that are happening or have happened really recently. It was funny. It wasn't super heavy, which is just, it was nice. It was a nice, sweet, easy to watch, feel good show. I just, yeah, it was really nice. I think the episodes are about 40, 45 minutes and yeah, really good, diverse cast, well-written. I think Mindy Carling helped create it or write it. Um, So it's clever. It's witty. And um, I would definitely recommend. So that's on Stan. The next show is Dead to Me Season 2. That's on Netflix. It's a TV show. It's an American TV show. It's starring Christina Applegate, James Marsden and another woman who I have absolutely forgotten her name. I'm very sorry. It's season two of the show. It's it's a 30-minute, 20-minute episodes. Christina Applegate is the lead character. Basically, in a nutshell, her husband dies in the first episode, gets hit by a car. This isn't a spoiler. But then in season one, you, you find out how this wo- this new woman that she forms a really close friendship with, how she is involved in her husband's death, 
um, it's just really funny. It's dark. It's well written, and I really like the f- the three dimensional realness of the female characters. So I definitely would recommend that season two is up, so you can do the season one, season two binge if you haven't already watched season one. And my next one is a non recommendation. So I spoke about this on my Instagram pretty briefly, but it's a TV show on Netflix. It's called The Haunting of Bly Manor. It's the second of the haunting ones. There was another haunting series with a woman from Grey's Anatomy years ago. And it's like the brother turns out to be like a a writer of ghost stories. You'll know what I'm talking about. Anyway, the second season is Haunting of Bly Manor and it stars, if you've seen the TV show You or the show You that was also on Netflix, it stars the lead female from the second season her character in that season was called love so she is the star of this show my nana and I watched it so you don't have to because it pretty much made no sense like the first I think there's eight episodes and for at least the first five we had absolutely no idea what was happening it really sucked us in though we just couldn't stop watching it and I have never watched the tv show lost but from my conversations with people who have watched it particularly my nana it does exactly the same thing so basically it just like sucks you in and then you feel like it's going somewhere but then it doesn't go somewhere and the ending is really bad um yeah so I would say don't watch that because it's not even particularly scary it's like why would you it's it's not I'm not haunted by it well maybe I am haunted by it in a terrible way haunted because it was bad so don't watch that guys just don't do it to yourself. All right, next up, podcasts. Grounded with Louis Theroux. The particular episode I want to talk about is the interview that he does with artist FKA Twigs. I loved this episode because FKA Twigs doesn't do many interviews and Louis Theroux as an interviewer, he really doesn't have many boundaries or subtleties with the ways that he asks questions. He never fishes. He just asks things straight out. And and I think because of that, People are so super honest with him Um, because he's just talking to you like, well, he's just talking to the guests with the real honesty and I think they give him that honesty back. So Twigs came into this interview, I think it was in September last year with, with Louis Theroux and she just talks about her art and her journey as an artist and the way that COVID has impacted the release of her new album Magdalene and the significance of Mary Magdalene for her, which is all really interesting stuff. And then kind of halfway through the interview, Louis Theroux pops in and is like, um, so two months after this interview was finished, Twigs contacted me again because she wanted to talk about, and just trigger warning to everyone listening, she wanted to talk about um, her experience with domestic violence at the at the hands of a an intimate partner Shia LaBeouf, an actor who you may know from movies such as Holes, Transformers, Disturbia, bunch of bunch of films. So in December of last year, Twigs filed a lawsuit against him citing that he physically, emotionally and mentally abused her. And in this second half of the interview that she does with Theroux, she goes into some of the details. Um, just skip forward if you don't want to hear them. But basically he wouldn't 
let her look men in the eye. She said that she was driving with him at a gas station one day in in America somewhere and they pulled over at the gas station and she said something that angered him and he strangled her in front of a bunch of people at the gas station and no none of the bystanders did anything. He would also input these kind of like daily quotas of affection so she had to kiss him or touch him a certain number of times or tell him that tell tell him that she loved him a certain number of times a day and if he if she didn't do that he would yell and scream at her and accuse her of cheating on him and all these other horrible things she talks about not in the interview with Louis Theroux but in um the other articles that she's done interviews etc she she talks about him knowingly giving her an std and she said that he has left her with post-traumatic stress disorder so it's very full on it's really great though i think that she is speaking out and she talks about why she chose to speak out in reference to the covid restrictions that have been happening in the UK now for a long time. She is from the UK, currently living there, and about how many people would be trapped in awful situations with their abusers and she really wanted to speak out and make her story known and kind of get rid of some of the shame and stigma around it. Uh, LaBeouf, I don't know, LaBeoufhead, he has previously told the New York Times that many of Barnett, um, Talia Barnett is FK Twig's real name, that many of her allegations are not true, but said he owed her and Carolyn Foe, another woman whose claims feature in the lawsuit, the opportunity to air their statements publicly and for me to accept accountability for those things I have done. In another statement, he added, I'm not in any position to tell anyone how my behavior made them feel. I have no excuses for my alcoholism or aggression, only rationalizations. I have been abusive to myself and everyone around me for years. I have a history of hurting the people closest to me. I'm ashamed of that history and I'm sorry to those I hurt. There is nothing else I can really say. Uh, yeah, sure. So I encourage you to listen to that. I've put that in the show notes. I put, um, if you want to go and listen to that episode and also to an article from the BBC about Twiggs's Talia Barnett's lawsuit against Shia LaBeouf. The next podcast. Now this one, I've subscribed to this podcast, the Goop podcast for ages and I've really never listened to any episodes. And the other day I was scrolling through it and I was like, oh, I want to listen to something different. And I saw that Gwyneth Paltrow interviews Pharrell Williams and I thought hmm that could be good so to be honest I really CBF with Gwyneth Paltrow she's just really not my cup of tea I can I don't yeah I don't know I can respect her as a businesswoman I mean she's created a wellness empire selling products with pretty much no medical backing to women women all over the world and not to mention the candle that she sold that was supposed to smell like her vagina I don't know but that just seems super unnecessary and just yeah not needed, but this podcast was so great. It was just listening to Pharrell talk about the current state of the world, his collab with Adidas, Shoes and Skincare Human Race, how and why he writes music, his life as a dad. He actually has four children. Three of the children are triplets. Wild. And just how cool he is. And he talks a lot about his social justice causes that he supports. He makes really interesting statements about America and kind of doesn't 
he doesn't sugarcoat anything. The way he speaks, he's just such an artist. He's really interesting with the way he chooses his words. Everything is very pointed. I really enjoyed this conversation. I would definitely recommend it again in the show notes. And the last podcast that I want to recommend is called You're Wrong About. I think I've talked about it before, um, but this one in particular is the Princess Diana series, which is a five-part series. This podcast is just generally great. It's been number one on the podcast charts for a while, so there's a good chance that you have heard of it. But if you haven't, the premise in a nutshell is that they deep dive into an issue or historical pop cultural moment and tell you what you slash society has gotten wrong about it. And they're really, really smart, really funny. I just can listen to them all day. There's got a lot of episodes out and sometimes they do these deep, deep dives. And the Princess Diana series is one. As I said, it's five parts and I got really into it, which I was surprised about because I don't really didn't really have any knowledge of princess diana i think i was a tiny baby when she was killed my family's absolutely not into the royals so it's not like we talked about it um yeah i do like megan markle though i really do like megan markle and listening to this podcast i was like oh i can see now why people compare megan to diana anyway digressing so They go into a lot of details about Diana's life prior to her marrying Prince Charles and the kind of woman that she was. And that's very, very interesting. So she was 16 years old when she met Charles for the first time. And he would have been like 28, which is just a bit weird. And she was 20 when she married him and he was 32, which is wild. So she was really just a child getting into this hectic, dysfunctional family. Anyway, definitely, definitely, definitely listen. It goes into detail about her mental illness, her eating disorder, her torrid relationship with the paparazzi in the press and the conspiracy theories around her death. Very interesting. And then while you're there, listen to some of the other podcasts. Okay, books. Memorial Drive by Natasha Trethaway. This was our Blackbirds book of the month for January. It is an autobiography of sorts where Natasha Trethaway, who is a Pulitzer Prize winning poet and has been awarded the role of Poet Laureate of America. She's a mixed race woman. Her mum was from the South in America and her dad was a white Canadian. Basically, she goes into what her life was like growing up as a mixed race kid down south there during segregation, seeing the Klan around, you know, feeling like an outsider, then moving to another part of the country when her parents split up, her mother getting into a very abusive relationship and then eventually being murdered by her new husband. It is a really honest, cutting look at the insidiousness of domestic violence and she just writes so beautifully and so well and I really couldn't recommend this book enough. It just sucked me in from the beginning. Also, just hearing about her experience as a mixed race woman from the 60s to now and the kinds of questions that she got and the treatment that she got and, and her noticing the different ways that people would treat her black mother and her white father and different ways that people would treat her when she was with one or the other. It's just very eye-opening. 
absolutely would recommend it. Also, she was interviewed by Richard Feidler for his podcast on ABC Conversations, which was a really good chat, and I will link that in the show notes as well. The next book is Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. I think Malcolm Gladwell is the bee's knees. I'm obsessed with him. He's probably my favourite person in the whole wide world after a few other people. Okay, so he's one of my favourite people. He's very smart. He's very brilliant and his way of looking at the world and dissecting things is so interesting. So I, I don't know why, but I found it kind of difficult to write an overview of this book. So I'm going to read the inside cover for you. In July 2015, a young black woman named Sandra Bland was pulled over for a minor traffic violation in rural Texas. Minutes later, she was arrested and jailed. Three days later, she committed suicide in her cell. What went wrong? Talking to strangers is all about what happens when we encounter people we don't know, why it often goes awry, and what it says about us. How do we make sense of the unfamiliar? Why are we so bad at judging someone, reading a face, or detecting a lie? Why do we so often fail to get other people? Through a series of puzzles, encounters, and misunderstandings, from little-known stories to infamous legal cases, Gladwell takes us on a journey through the unexpected. You will read about the spy who spent years undetected at the highest levels of the Pentagon, the man who saw through the fraudster Bernie Madoff, the suicide of the poet Sylvia Plath, and the false conviction of Amanda Knox. You'll discover that strangers are never simple. No one shows us who we are like Malcolm Gladwell. Here he sets out to understand why we act the way we do and how we all might know a little more about those we don't. Really, that says it all. It's a fantastic book. Again, I couldn't put it down. I was so drawn into it. He is just a legend, an icon. Read the book, read the book, read the book. It will really make you think about the way you understand, interpret, perceive people. And last book is Lead from the Outside by Stacey Abrams. This is going to be the Blackbirds February book of the month. I haven't started reading it yet. But if you don't know Stacey Abrams, here is a very brief rundown. Basically, she is a black woman from the South. She is, in many accounts, responsible for turning Georgia blue in terms of the most recent presidential election and helping Biden be elected because she has done a lot of groundwork at getting at voter registration, getting voters voters registered and making sure there is no voter fraud because she was actually running um, – for mayor of Georgia, senator, she was running and she would have won apart from there was voting fraud. So she has pulled up her socks and been the woman behind getting Georgia to turn blue. She is incredible. She's actually just been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. I hope she wins. She deserves it. Can't wait to read this book. Basically, it's about Lead from the Outside is the handbook for outsiders written with an eye toward the challenges that hinder women, people of colour, the working class, members of the LGBTQIA plus community and millennials ready to make change. Stacey uses her hard-won insights to break down how ambition, fear, money and failure function in leadership and she includes practical exercises to help you realise your own ambition and hone your skills. Lead from the Outside discusses candidly what Stacey has learned over the course of her impressive career in politics, business and the non-profit world, that differences in race, gender and class provide vital strength which we can employ to rise to the top and create real and lasting change.
Amen. This book was a Christmas gift from my mum. Stacey Abrams is the one. And I encourage you to read it. Read it. Let's start the conversation. Let's talk about the book. Let's do a little book club. I've ordered mine or my mum ordered mine from Amazon. Should be at most good bookshops. Should be in the libraries. Most of the books I read are from the library because the libraries are the bomb. And you can just order pretty much any book you ever want. They'll just deliver it to your local library. It's really, really good. So those are my recommendations. I will be back with an episode next week with a guest. I'm really excited. I'm going to commit to my goal of doing one episode a week, not having a nervous breakdown, being the best version of myself, spreading light and love. Yeah. DM me, take a screenshot, share it with your friends. Let me know who you want to see on the show. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Like, really. And yeah, I hope you have a really fabulous day and I will talk to you soon. Bye.